Well, we're going to dive in straight away and take a look at exactly that, at the resurrection of Jesus, at his dying and being buried and rising again. So let's turn to John chapter 20. Kids, I'm going to read and I want you to listen up carefully. I want you to listen out for an empty tomb. I want you to listen out for evidence, any evidence that you can find. I want you especially to listen up and think, who was the first person to meet the risen Jesus when he was alive again? Who, who was the first person to meet him? So listen up. I'm going to read John chapter 20 verses 1 to 18 and then we're going to have a look at that together. John chapter 20 beginning at verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher, Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Now kids, I came down this morning, um, if we could have the PowerPoint on that would be great, thank you. And we're going to have a look at, I came down this morning to find this exact packet of mini eggs, right, had been opened and all those eggs had been eaten. And I don't know who did it. I don't know how they did it. I don't know when they did it. Can anyone give me a suggestion as to who might have eaten all of these mini eggs? Anne Huggins is looking in indignant. She's looking angry, actually. I ate them. Yeah, me? No. I reckon it was him. What do you think? What do you think, Anne? What do you think? You think it was me. What about Will and Mervyn? What do you think? You think it was me? Jude, what do you think, Jude? I think he was the one that saw and it was 
Yeah, you saw that it was me. Yeah, that's right. You did, didn't you? Yeah, we teed that up earlier. Yeah. Anybody else? Anyone else see anything suspicious earlier on? Go on, Grace. Did you see anything suspicious? You think I'm lying and it was me. Yeah, I am. Yeah, the pastor's lying. Right, great. Um, great message on Easter Sunday. It's true. It's true. Did anyone else see anything suspicious earlier on a few minutes ago? Did anyone notice anything? What did you notice? I saw you eat the eggs. You saw me eat the eggs with your own eyes, did you? And you saw me as well, did you? What about you? And dinosaur. All right, okay. And Rick, come on, Rick. <laughs> you saw something, didn't you? And Rick might have had one as well, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, what's the evidence, right? We've got the empty packet of mini eggs, yeah? And what else have we got? We've got the eyewitnesses, the people who saw. There's loads of you. And also, because we've got all these eyewitnesses and those people online, they saw as well. They were watching earlier on and they saw. What's happened is we've had... What you've just seen, which is an explosion, right? And Huggins is indignant. He ate the eggs. Jude says, and everyone's telling everyone, you all now know, everyone online knows, and they're going to go home and have their Easter Sunday lunch and tell their friends that this greedy pastor in the middle of Suffolk ate all the mini eggs. And you're going to do that as well. And there's a massive explosion as everyone tells each other. Now, let me tell you, the greater mystery of Easter weekend is not the mini eggs. Right, The greatest mystery of all is the mystery of the death and the empty tomb and the resurrection of Jesus. And I think it's quite similar. Kids, you're going to help me think about this. What I've given the game away. What was the first piece of evidence? You. Not me. What's the first piece? Yeah, the empty packet. Yeah, that's right. The empty packet. Well, in the greater mystery of Easter, if we could have the next slide. It's not working very well. It's the empty tomb, isn't it? It's the empty tomb. What did they find? They went to the tomb, those early disciples, and they found that it was one back. They found that it was empty. Who found it empty? Can you remember from the Bible reading who found that it was empty? Any names? Any key eyewitnesses? Go on. Mary, that's right. Yeah, Mary and who else? There's two, two gents. Two gents. Peter and John, yeah? Uh, th- and they all saw that it was so they know they saw that Jesus died on a cross he was definitely dead they know and they saw that he was placed in a tomb an empty tomb he was placed in there it was a sealed marked double guarded tomb and then three days later they see an empty tomb just like this mystery with the empty packet they saw an empty tomb didn't they now why was it empty Well, at the time, people thought, has Jesus' body been taken out of the tomb? That's what Mary thought, didn't she? She was honest about that. She she said, where have they taken my Lord? What, What have you done with the body? Where have you taken it? Afterwards, the Jewish leaders spread that rumor around that Jesus' disciples had stolen the body and taken it away. That's Matthew 28. So people thought, well, Jesus' body must have been taken. But could that have happened? No. Just think it through. Let's say some grave robbers tried to steal Jesus' body. Well, they couldn't have stolen the body because it was a a secure tomb. It was sealed, marked. There was a massive stone rolled across. There was a double guard. Authorities were very clear. We've got to protect this tomb for three days. 
The grave robbers couldn't have got into the tomb and stolen Jesus' body. Now let's say, let's say, okay, well maybe somehow they could. Could they have got in and taken Jesus' body? If they could have done, well they hadn't, had they? Because the grave clothes were still there. That's what they'd have been going in to steal, the grave clothes. But not only are the grave clothes still there, the things that they would have been after, they're still formed. They're still wrapped. The whole thing is as it was when Jesus' body was in it. It's untouched. It's unmoved. Grave robbers couldn't have stolen Jesus' body. And they hadn't. They didn't, clearly. What about the authorities, the, the Jewish and, and Roman authorities? Maybe they stole the body. Sometimes people suggest that. Well, first of all, uh, they, they wouldn't have done, would they? They wouldn't have done because they wanted the tomb of Jesus. They wanted to be able to say, look, this is over. This is finished. This man's dead. It's all done. It's all finished. Just go home and forget about it. They needed the tomb of Jesus. They needed to say, look, he died on that cross. We buried him here. He's a dead man. It's all finished. It's all done. They would never have stolen the body of Jesus. They wouldn't have done But more to the point, they didn't steal the body of Jesus because if later when Jesus' disciples said, he's alive, then they would have produced the body and said, no, he's not. He's dead and here's the body, which they never did. They all agreed that the tomb was empty. That's the problem. It's an empty tomb. What about the disciples? Could the disciples have stolen Jesus' body? Well, we've already seen they couldn't steal his body. It's a sealed, marked, guarded grave. They couldn't have done it, but they wouldn't have done. These people are shattered. They're distraught. They're afraid of the authorities. They don't know what to do. They're all hiding in a room somewhere. They're not the kind of people who are going to go and break into a Roman soldier-guarded tomb. And Jews don't mess around with dead bodies either. They They just don't do that. And the Jews weren't expecting a resurrection. The disciples weren't expecting that Jesus would be raised. We saw that in the reading, didn't we? They still didn't understand. They're just so confused. Their leader has died. No, the disciples didn't take the body. And let's say, okay, okay, okay. Let's say that someone got in there and took Jesus' body out of the tomb. That would never, ever have convinced anyone of a resurrection, would it? The broken, battered, dead body of Jesus. No, the body wasn't taken out of the tomb, but the tomb is empty. Kids, tell me why was Jesus' tomb empty? Why was it empty? What's that? Because he'd risen. Yeah, that's right, because he was alive. Jesus was alive. That's why the tomb was empty. Now, you help me. Tell me, uh, and you've got the clue up there, but you tell me the next bit of evidence, right? You saw there was an empty packet, wasn't there? Yeah, and then what was the next bit of evidence? This is the bit where Anne Huggins got really cross. Go on, what was this? What was their second bit of evidence? Yeah, how do you know? Because we talked about it. Because we talked about it, but more before you talked about it, what did you? I saw 
You saw it, and so did Grace. And I know there's some of you here who perhaps didn't, but you saw me. When you said hello to me, Johnny, you came. You said, oh, I'm on because I had Easter eggs in my mouth. So you might not have seen the whole thing, but you saw some of it. But we've got some key eyewitnesses here today, haven't we? We've got Mervyn and Will. They saw me. Rick saw me. Anne saw me. Jew definitely saw it. So many people, they all saw what happened. You saw. Who saw Jesus, the risen Jesus? on that first day. Who saw him? Well, Mary saw him, didn't she? She met him. She was the first to see him. And uh, Peter, uh, later on, and later on that day, two people on a road met the risen Jesus. Uh, And then in the evening, Jesus' disciples were gathered in a room on that first day, and the risen Jesus came and met with them. And that's just day one, isn't it? Uh, Jesus carried on meeting his disciples for 40 days. Uh, And so there are a whole ton of eyewitnesses who saw the risen Jesus. And it wasn't just like one person over there and someone over there maybe. But no, there was sometimes there was one person, two people. Sometimes the risen Jesus met a small group or a big group. At least once he met 500 people at the same time. There's no such thing as mass hallucination. It doesn't happen. Jesus is appearing over here and over here and over here in the daytime, at nighttime, by a lake, on a hill, inside, outdoors, in all sorts of different conditions. And all sorts of people saw the risen Jesus. They weren't expecting it. They weren't stupid. They weren't gullible. They knew that dead men don't rise. But they met the risen Jesus. And some of them were like, nah. Think of Thomas. We read about him later on in this chapter, don't we? Thomas is like, don't believe it. I don't believe it. It, Just like many people today he would be, wouldn't he? Sceptical. I don't believe it. Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, I will not believe. And Jesus met with Thomas. Then, and again as well, at least twice he met with Thomas and Thomas was convinced. James and Paul, Jesus' brother James and Paul. Uh, The guy who went around arresting Christians. These guys did not believe in Jesus, but something changed them. You know, atheist scholars agree with us on this. James and Paul think Jesus is is mad or bad, right? They, They don't believe, they don't agree with Jesus. They don't believe in him at all. But then, all of a sudden, they do believe and they're early church leaders, and they go to their deaths for, for following Jesus. Now, atheist scholars agree with that, and they also agree that these men say the reason they changed was because they say that they met the risen Jesus. Right, there we are. We're up to there with, with atheists, atheist historians. Now, as a Christian, all I'm doing is saying one step further... They said that they were changed because they met the risen Jesus. Because they did meet the risen Jesus. Do you see that? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm adding to what they're already agreeing with me on this. All I'm saying is not just that they said or felt that they had met the risen Jesus, but that they had. And that's what changed them. That's what made these people go out and live this and preach this message and die for the belief that Jesus died and rose again. It changed them completely. Now, kids, you know the first bit of evidence was the empty packet, right? 
The second bit of evidence was the eyewitnesses. They're all over the place here, aren't they? Some of them are quite, you know, angry with me because they saw those eggs. They saw me eating those eggs. So we've got all these eyewitnesses. But what was that final bit of evidence after the eyewitnesses, partly part of the eyewitnesses, what was that final bit? Did anyone catch it? Empty packet, eyewitnesses. What happened next? It was an explosion, wasn't it? Because you exploded and Huggins exploded inside, like in a sort of sedate kind of way, but she exploded. Jude was like, it was you, all of you. There was an explosion, wasn't there? And all those people online, they're telling all their friends right now and the message spread very early, immediately and very fast. There was an explosion and that's exactly what happened here. So all those people right now, they're online, they're on Twitter and everything, greedy pastor in Suffolk, he ate all the mini eggs. It's just doing the rounds, it's going everywhere. And that's what happened here. Uh, these people believed and there was an explosion of belief that Jesus had died and rose again. What changed them? What convinced them? What sent them out with this message? You have to account for that. Okay, two people are going to help me out. I need two tall and sort of reasonably responsible people. So, so that will have to be like me, won't it? And that's it. Now, go on, go on. we got two tall and reasonably responsible people, haven't we? Are you getting ready to come up, Mandy? No, she's having some paracetamol. All right, fine. Um, any other tall and reasonably responsible people? You're not tall. Um, ben? Well, that, well, he might. No, why are you just your sensitivities, Josh, you know? Um, learn to work the room, learn to understand people's different. Um, yes, you're, you're tall and you're reasonably responsible, all right? So, Richard, could you come up here? So you're going to be, look, we're going to put you here and we're going we're gonna, to, can you just be here next to the cross, right? Hold that up because you're AD 30, AD 33. That's when we think Jesus died, right? One of the two, we're not sure, but AD 30, AD, so he's over here. I need another tall and responsible person. Yeah, you're tall and responsible. Yeah, well, you're responsible, but you know. Right, so if you could, if you, sorry, sorry. If you could come and stand over here, about, about there, I reckon. Right, so, so there we are. So we've got, AD 30, AD 33, that's when we think Jesus died. AD 55, that's when Paul wrote the letter, 1 Corinthians. I read it earlier on, 1 Corinthians 15, right? And Paul said uh, in that letter, didn't he? He said uh, these words in 1 Corinthians 15. He said, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. So here he is writing this letter about, let's say, 25 years after Jesus died. And he's writing this letter and he's saying it's of first importance. Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again. Now this, for a historian, is a tiny gap. 25 years, nothing. Absolutely nothing at all. But you're not convinced because you're not an academic historian. I understand that. So 25 years feels like a bit of a long time, doesn't it? But what does Paul say here when he writes to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15? He says that he received something, didn't he? I'm passing on to you. Or rather, he says, I passed on to you. Because you see, Paul went to Corinth and he spoke to them and the church started in Corinth. And now he's writing to them later on. But when he first came to them, he says he passed on to them what he had received. So at some point over here, he received this stuff. 
But this isn't what I want you to know. This is what I want you to know. He says, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, what? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day. Now, all the scholars agree, everyone, doesn't matter, atheists, agnostics, whatever, they all agree that that there is an ancient tweet, Okay. It's, it's ancient Twitter. I'm going to call it that. It's a creed, okay? We can, but it's a tweet, right? And that's how you learn stuff. That's how you pass a message around in the ancient world, right? Lots of people can't read and write. So how do you do it? You make a little rhyme, right? So Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water, right? We, we know about rhymes. And this is a rhyme. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried, that he was raised on the third day. And they created this tweet to spread the message. Now... People say, at the most, that tweet was doing the rounds a year, two years after Jesus died. But increasingly, scholars say, no, actually, it was months after Jesus died. You see what I'm getting at here? Right off, straight off the bat, first thing, Jesus dies, and immediately immediately not only did those disciples meet the risen Jesus believe it pass it on teach it preach it they turn it into a tweet here not there here months after Jesus the Bible says doesn't it that Jesus met with them for 40 days so we go 40 days on from here and already they're believing it preaching it teaching it turning it into a tweet to spread the message this is not Myths and legends. This is not Chinese whispers over here somewhere 400 years later. This is immediate. This is the stuff of a weekend. Jesus died and he rose again. And there is an immediate early explosion of people who believe those things. Why? Because they knew about and in some cases had seen the empty tomb and they either were or spoke to the eyewitnesses. Now I don't know what you think, sorry I'm just keeping you up here, you're right, yeah, AD 33. I don't know what you think today, whether you're here, whether you're watching online, but there are hard facts to face, really hard historical facts to face. There's evidence to be examined And let me say, the heart of the Christian faith, there is life to be had. Because Jesus died and rose again. And if Jesus died and rose again, if he went through death to life, then so can you. So can you. And all you have to do is put your trust in the one who's already travelled that journey. He's already been there, he's already done it. In a weekend, he died and he rose again. And through him, you can have life. And the empty tomb, the eyewitnesses, and that explosion is just some of how we know that it's true. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you that we're not believing in myths and fables today that we are believing in Jesus, a man who lived in a real place at a real time, a man who died for our sins on the cross, a man who rose again, and a man who offers us freedom and forgiveness and life now 
and on into eternity. Father, give us confidence today. Give us hope, give us joy, and give us peace in the Lord Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen.